1: Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Motivation, brought to you by Public Square and Patriot Gold Group. Thanks for being here. This week, we've talked about contentment, inspired by Jeremiah Burroughs, Puritan pastor from like the 1600s. Okay, so great. I said, I get all the good points about contentment, blah, blah, blah. But how do I get it? (laughs) I still want it, and you haven't told me how to get it. Well, we're in luck because Jeremiah Burroughs in his book here has a chapter called By This Means He Gets Contentment. Yes. Finally, tell me by what means do I get contentment? A gracious heart is contented by the melting of his will and desires into God's will and desires. I don't like that answer. I don't like I reject it. I, I don't think you get it, later. Like, I want my will and desires to be met. I'm anxious because my will and desires have not been met. Been met, so I'm gonna uh, uh, be anxious until they are. <laughs> and the, 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 the uh, gracious heart melts your will and desires into God's will and desires. There's a uh, like a Hindu idea which is where you uh, eliminate all desires. That's not it. We're not looking to eliminate all desires. We are looking to. To melt ours into His, but God, I want a house this big, and You're not giving it to me, and I'm anxious about it because I want this house, and I need this much money, and You're not giving me this much money, so I can get this big of a house, and I'm discontent. And if only You gave me that much money, then I'd be content. God, oh, that's not it. That that I'm, I, I say those are not God's desires. I don't know what God's desires are, but but they may not be. Those are Your desires. And therefore, that's the source of your anxiety. Here's what Jeremiah says. This too is a mystery to a carnal heart. It is not by having his own desire satisfied, but by melting his will and desires into God's will. So that in one sense, he comes to have his desire satisfied, though he does not obtain the thing that he desired before. Still, he comes to be satisfied with this because he makes his will to be at one with God's will. A Christian makes over his will to God, and in making over his will to God, he has no other will but God's. So how do you do this? Oh, this it comes back to this. This I I do I do not mean that for this to be. I did not. I never have intended this. But the theme of this m- couple months worth of morning motivations is dying to self. And you know I'm going to do it. If you've been listening these last few weeks and months, you know I'm going to do it. This is George Mueller. He said there was a day when I died. Died to self, my opinions, preferences, tastes, and will. Died to the world, its approval or censure. I'm not looking to be uh, praised or attacked, I don't care. Died to the approval or blame even of my brethren or friends. And since then, I have studied only to show myself approved unto God. That's what the entire Sermon on the Mount is about. And if you can truly die to self and make your desires God desires, God's desires. well. Jeremiah says it is by this that a gracious heart gets contentment. He melts his will into God's for he says, if God has glory, I have glory. God's glory is my glory. Therefore God's will is mine. If God has riches, then I have riches. If God is magnified, then I'm magnified. If God is satisfied, then I am satisfied. This is the art of a Christian's contentment. He melts his will into the will of God and makes over his will to God. Now, listen, easier said than done. Easier said than done. But you want to know why? Because you can't do it. You can't do it. Philippians 4 says, don't be anxious about anything. Pray, ask God, be grateful. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It surpasses all understanding. You can't do it. The peace we're all looking for, it's supernatural. There's no self-help book. You can't do it. It's not 10 easy steps. It's not natural. It can only come from God himself. And remember, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, for this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. It is preparing us. The affliction is light. It it doesn't feel it. It's light. It's momentary. And it is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. This is from a sermon of John Piper called, None of Your Misery is Meaningless. And in it, he makes the point that every millisecond of your misery in the path of obedience is producing a glory that you will get because of your suffering. Do you believe that? It says so right there, and it's so hard, but no Christian suffering is meaningless. It says right there that your suffering is is doing something. Of course, you can't see what it's doing. You just got to look at the promise of God that your pain is preparing you for an eternal weight of glory, and you have to find contentment in that.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com.
2: Here's the story of John the Baptist.
0: He's in prison. You know why he's in prison? Because he looked the king right in the face and said, You can't have her! She is Philip's wife! You're an adulterer. Well, that's a very dangerous thing to say to a king who has absolute authority over anybody, do anything he wants. So he puts him in jail. He's scared of him, so he hasn't killed him. But there he sits, and now it's Herod's birthday, and he gives a party for himself. Throws in a little bonus, a little sexual bonus for his guests, has his stepdaughter dance, really, really pleasing dance turns everybody on they're all loving it and when she's done he knows she's pleased the guest so to reward her he says I'll give you whatever you want up to half my kingdom she goes to her mom Herodias who hates John the Baptist and says what should I ask for and her mom says ask for the head of John the Baptist on a platter She walks back in, everybody's listening, what's she gonna ask for? I want right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Silence in the room. King can't take it back. Okay, he whispers to his attendant, get it. John's sitting there in the cell, wondering how the kingdom is gonna come. And the door opens and two guys are standing there, one of them with a sword. It's just a moment of silence, doesn't know what's going on. And the one with the sword says, come over here and kneel down and if, if you struggle, we'll bind you. And John says, what, what, what happened? What, what's going on? And the executioner says, King's daughter danced in the party, and uh, she asked for your head, and we've come to get it. We're going to take your head. That's the last thing he has to think about in the next 20 seconds. What would you think? Everything in me says, God, what can be more meaningless than a party where a girl dances Ask for the greatest man on the planet's head, and within two verses of the Bible, he's dead. God. God. Meaningless. Absolutely meaningless way to die. Nothing glorious about it. It stinks to high heaven. I'll tell you. I hope God, in his mercy, put into John's head in those 20 seconds this light momentary affliction is working for you, an eternal weight of glory.
2: So please do not lose heart. Take the truths of suffering that we've talked about here in the last few weeks and know that it is light. Oh, it doesn't feel it, but it is light, it is momentary.
0: And it is working for you an eternal weight of glory.